reflect the views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host, guest, random reptoid, or chupacabra may not necessarily reflect those of AM 950 Radio, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Now, it's time to step into the unknown. There are things people experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in the corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your experience, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every night we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, and so much more. Happy, uh, what are we at, Wednesday now, aren't we? It's a Wednesday. It is. I, You know, I, I just, I almost said Thursday, but I, I, I heard your wife's voice. <laughs> and the, I know. In, in your head, believe me, I hear that all the time. I bet you do. And it's usually damning me. I bet you do. <laughs> uh, so we got Adam with us tonight on Wednesday, as tomorrow is Myth or Mystery Night. So welcome, Adam. Hello, sir. It's been a long week. We didn't do last Friday. We no. played a best of. Yeah, yeah. We we because I was over at console room. Yes, you were. How was your Whovian experience? It's good. It, it's good. It's a great con. It's a great con. They really take good care of you, and we spent a lot of time uh, with one of the guests that uh, some of my friends knew. So I, I spent a lot of time uh, hanging out with all of them, and we did this really cool interview that I helped set up that uh, brought somebody from. Uh, the UK basically here, but they were still in the UK. So we did like a uh, just a nice little virtual thing, uh, and it was it was cool. Talk about uh, television restoration as it happens. So are they going to make those old Doctor Who's 4K at some <laughs> point? Uh, well, uh, I hope not because I don't want to have to buy them again. So I mean, you know, and there's some sort of like thing that I have to buy every damn iteration that comes out. Like I don't know, there's some kind of like uh, mind. Uh, wash, you know, brainwashing that uh, happened that I don't. But you're some big, rich, paranormal investigator radio show host. You should have that coin just lying around. No, that's that's who we're going to be talking to in a moment. Oh yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's, he owns a fort, or at least runs. He, he's yes, he he does. Uh, I believe he actually owns Waverly Hills as well. So it's, he is now uh, my new best. I don't friend. know why he's shaking. No, don't be so modest over there. Before we get to him, though, I just want to say, have you ever been to Hawaii? Uh, well, have you ever been to Hawaii? I know I haven't, but have you ever been to Hawaii Poke Bowl? No, I have not. Have you heard of that place? No, I have not. I went there for dinner tonight. It's just up the road. I thought it was a chain, like a, a sort of chain. It's basically, uh, do you like sushi? I love sushi. So it's like uh, a bowl with rice, and then they, like the one I got called uh, the Rainbow Bowl. So it had some different types of tuna. It had uh, some... Uh, uh, what you call it, uh, salmon and avocado, and it, it just, it was really, really good. I will flat out tell you, sushi is the only reason I haven't gone vegan. Okay, yeah. That it, it, literally, doing a steak and sushi, my what I call my version of surf and turf, uh, steak grilled, by the way. Yeah. Then that's the only thing keeping me away from being completely plant-based. I see. Well, then I noticed... That on the menu, because it's like kind of like you could build your own as well. So you have all the different type of proteins in there. Mm -hmm. Listed under the protein was octopus. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I love eel. Octopus, I think, would be amazing. Octopus is amazing. I got to go there. Yeah. You got to go there. So we get a discount. We gave him a shout. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're going to really – well, that's just it. So, okay, in four days I turned 50. And uh, I the, the, the transformation into elderly is happening. It's been happening for a while. First of all, the people behind the counter, they're younger, mm-hmm. like, you know, early 20s. That's great. They they talk so fast. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, and then and I'm like, so the second thing that I didn't hear her say, I said, I'm sorry, I I, I can't hear you. And she's like, she's like, uh, uh, you're fine. I'm like, thanks. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, fantastic. At, at least they didn't go. Do you have your AARP card for a discount? Well, and I'm surprised I haven't got the letters for that yet. You know what? It, to be honest with you, I always thought the AARP thing, I never wanted to get there or anything like that. It's like these are just for old people. Then Harrison Ford ended up on the copy of the AARP magazine. I'm like, it's cool to be old. Han Solo's old. I'll be old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you'll be you'll be lucky yeah, to, if I make to be it. well well yeah, I mean I I mean around here we don't think you're gonna make it to fifty. But uh, you know, the the thing is is that we be his age as like Alive as he is is ridiculous. Just let me know who's got what in the pool, so I can if people I like are closer, I'll make sure that happens. <laughs> that sounds good. Right that on. sounds that sounds perfect. So uh, tonight, I am I am very happy uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, you you have not had the pleasure of being on uh, when my guest tonight, uh, Ernie Pack, who is a uh, let me read the bio here. He is a great parent. Nope, nope. We're not going to say that. <laughs> Let's just. I'm just going to scroll through a couple. Really good at what? He, nope. Nope. Yeah, because um, we're factual when uh, it comes to the paranormal here. He goes. Uh, he is uh, in tune. Nope. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ernie Pack. Uh, so we got. Uh... <laughs> what a what a great intro, Greg. Thank you, brother. Hey, at least your avatar this time wasn't a hand drawn stick figure. Yeah, that was. I mean, I was quite pleased to see that he didn't. Do his artwork. Oh, this is a very serious show, Ernie. So I, I know that, and I take it very seriously, Greg. So, so let's let's be let's take away the fun. It was I enjoyed it, and no, probably no one else did. But uh, Ernie Pack, uh, along with his wife Denise, uh, they uh, work uh, at uh, Fort Duffield in uh, West Point, Kentucky. Uh, that there's always tools of uh, tours, excuse me, available for there, and also overnights to uh, paranormal investigations. Uh, you can go to the Hauntings of Fort Duffield on Facebook. Please go like the page. Please go uh, support. And, you know, more importantly, go and find time to go out there and investigate and have fun. Very, very great. Uh, and, you know, you know, Ernie, I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I really admire you and Denise quite a bit. And it is impressive that we finally got Adam on the show at the same time that you're on. I actually thought you two were the same person for a while. <laughs> I feel like I've, you know, I've finally made the big time. Um, I'm actually on with with you and then someone that actually knows radio, Adam. Well, and that, that he, production stuff and everything. Three, that's, that's pretty awesome. Three nights a week, it's it's kind of a crapshoot, but then we get to where, you know, Adam is coming in to save the he day. Finally decides to come into work and do something. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, and I'm, I'm seeing the... Uh, the uh, the the comments fill up in, in Facebook. If you go to uh, Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken, if you want to join in the conversation, you can do so. Uh, though I do have to say, we had more people on it last night when it was just me. Uh, but that's fine, Ernie. We're not. It's not a competition. So I don't know why you're trying to make it into one. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that at all. I, I, I've 
seen your show. <laughs> well, try try doing it. Um, <laughs> so uh, we I I asked Ernie to come on, and, and not not so we can uh, exchange barbs at each other all night. Though it is it is pleasant. Um, you know, one of the things that we do a lot a lot on the show over here is we talk about uh, some of the negative uh, spirits and whatnot that. Uh, it's just even if we are trying not to do so, Ernie, I feel like, you know, that's just kind of where it heads. You know, that that's what people are most interested in. Um, and I, I really thought that it would be uh, a nice idea uh, to kind of and we do this, but maybe even more so talking about the positive uh, interaction spirit has and the positive influences that they uh put to our our lives and i i did think about you and denise quite a bit because there's one great big uh moment uh that you were truly blessed with spirit helping but that's not the only one you two are very much uh you you bring forth uh positivity you bring forth uh good spirit interaction and i really wanted to talk with you about that tonight yeah it's i mean the paranormal and I think largely because of paranormal entertainment television and yeah. YouTube and things like that, it seems, and, and you know, the mo- movies and all of that, how it's depicted in media in general, it seems to focus way too much on the demonic or negative energies that are out there. And, you know, in, in reality, yeah, you do have some bad spirits out there. I mean, spirits are people and, you know, there are people in life that are just, you know, not too pleasant and they're, but most people are just people going about their day to day doing their thing. And that's spirits. It's the same thing with spirits, you know, and there are some really good ones out there that will, um, that will do everything they can to help you. Uh, just as we as paranormal investigators try to help them, that they will try to help us in a way. And I am a prime example of that. Um, if any of you who have followed Greg's shows on, uh, on Facebook, his ghost box radio or ghost box live that he used to do, where he did this live spirit box sessions. Uh, there were several times when Sarah would come through. And uh, Sarah actually saved my life by bringing me and Denise together. That's a long story that I can I can give you the nitty gritty of that if you want. I would like um, I would like to talk about that in our second segment. Uh, I, I was going to mention it to you, but you were so late coming to the show that uh, <laughs> totally had no chance to do that. But uh, and uh, but I was on another program earlier. <laughs> what is with you people? With your like five shows a night. Um, but uh, no, I but I do want because I want to give that uh, the whole segment uh, to you talking about that because it is important and that's and that is truly. Uh, the thing about that is the idea that uh, uh, that and, and and let me ask you this uh, because we we do joke about each other quite a bit. Do you think uh, you're? I mean, it's pretty much a law of attraction, isn't it? That the more you are a good person, the more the good en- entities are going to come and want to be with you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, and you know, I always tell people on public investigations when I was a guide at Waverly Hills. When we do our things at Fort Duffield, I tell everyone uh, going into an investigation, new investigators, 
that the energy you put out has a direct relationship on the energy you'll receive back from these spirits or force people or whatever it is that you're trying to interact with. Mm-hmm. If you put out a good positive vibe, and I'm not trying to talk all, you know, hippie talk, yeah. but you know, yeah. if you put out that good positive vibe, that's what you're going to get back. And, you know, it's, and you'll, you're more likely to have good interactions and more interaction by going into it with that kind of attitude and trying to be as positive and as, you know, nice and helpful. What, you know, open yourself up to whatever it is the spirit wants from you, you know, let them know that you're willing to do what you can for them and they'll do what they can for you as well. Something that I think might be surprising to our listeners who may not have that, that that they may not know they have that connection like you do, um, that you can actually call a spirit a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We have, like Denise said over in the chat, you know, we have made, we don't have any small children in our home. Yeah. But we have an entire room that is, got toys in it, dolls in it. It is set up for the children's spirits in our home. We happen to live in the most haunted house in Kentucky, yep. the real ditto house in, and we've got child spirits here. We created an entire room for them to do their thing. And they have been interacting in that room and they are our friends, you know, like family, like yep. Sarah, you know, I mean, which we'll talk about later. Like you said, I mean, she has a special, she had a place at our wedding, you know, <laughs> I mean, they are friends. They are part of our family. And it, that might sound crazy to people who don't have that kind of relationship or that kind of interaction, but you've seen it with us and you you understand what I'm talking about. I do. And I actually, and at the risk of uh, insulting anybody, and I don't want to, but I actually feel like that if uh, you're not prepared to take a parent, if you're going to want to take a paranormal journey and you're not prepared for that possibility of that, that you can think of them as something more than a weekend hobby, you know, then I mm-hmm. don't think that this is the right thing for someone who's truly minded to, to take part in this world. And I don't call it a field. It's our, it's our world. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, that's a thing that a lot of people get into that, uh, or a path that a lot of people take is, you know, they bounce from location to location to location yeah. or whatever, and they're just trying to get something, some kind of evidence that they can put out there and get clicks and likes on. And we approach it every place we go. We approach it as we want to get to know the history of the people that were there. We want to hear their stories yeah. from them if possible. And, you know, because every, everybody's story, I don't care who you are, is unique and has its own interest you know it's yep. it's worth writing a book about everybody that's out there and every spirit is the same way i mean you know, they're just people and they've got a story and that's what we seek and and i i would take it a step further too uh, when i got into this field you know back in 1860 um the the thing the thing is it's like i knew i one of the first things i picked up about uh the paranormal field and once again 
uh, not meaning to uh, disparage anybody in the field. But when when I saw that investigators were turning it into about them instead of about the spirits, I had coined the phrase, uh, this isn't their story. Uh, this isn't our story. This is their story. Right. And and I and I still go off of that because it's very much, you know, this is this isn't about us. You, uh, unless you become, you know, I'd say it's different with you and Denise and other people that have actually created a relationship. But this is about uh, helping both spirit and and the living. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of okay. You go to locations where they're having negative activity. Yeah. Just location X. And they talk about, oh, there's a very angry spirit here and blah, blah, blah. You know, he committed suicide in the 1800s by hanging himself or this or that. You name it. Mm -hmm. And you've got this angry spirit there. Well, if you go in there, you know, confronting this angry spirit... You're going to get that angry spirit back. But if you go in there and you try to find out what, you know, what, what's, what, what's making you angry, why are you angry? Yeah. And you learn their story. You do your own research, your historical research as, as well as your paranormal research. And you start to get the communication from them. You might find that the story that's been told about them, like we'll talk about with Sarah, might not be exactly how things work. Maybe they weren't a bad person at all. No, they were someone that was done wrong, or someone that has just a tragic story, and they're just they're angry because they don't feel like their life was fair, and now they're dead and can't really do anything about it. Or you know, it's there's so many different directions that they can go. Absolutely, and you don't know. And if you go in there just looking for the angry spirit, you're not going to get to know the story behind why that person is angry. Very much so. Why don't we do this? Let's go ahead, take our first break. When we come back, we're going to learn about Sarah. And this if this doesn't get you to understand, if you're a skeptic, if this doesn't help you, maybe I don't know what will, uh, because this is such a positive and beautiful story. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bach, and thank you very much for joining us tonight. I also have Adam in the house. It's good to have you back on here. Great to be back in for tonight. Very cool. And then uh, you'll be back Friday, right? Absolutely. Awesome. That's Casual Friday coming up. And then uh, we're very happy to have on Mr. Ernie Pack on the program, who is no stranger to Ghost Box Radio. We like to have him on on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, Ernie has uh, had a very... uh, a very long life, let's be honest about it. Uh, but, I mean, has seen a lot of things, uh, has uh, experienced a lot of things that, quite frankly, uh, most of us haven't. And, uh, you know, I think uh, one of the most uh, beautiful things is uh, the story of Sarah. I'm not going to say what Sarah ended up doing for uh, for you and, and Denise. I'm going to let you tell that story. And, uh, you know, just uh, we, we want to hear because this is a great opportunity to hear what the power of of uh spirits helping on the other side what what that can really do all right well as most folks who know me at all know i uh spent a long time as a guide at waverly hills sanatorium which is 
an amazing, beautiful location. I recommend everyone visit at least once and, you know, many times try to get to know the spirits there like I did. Um, and there's a story of a nurse who was found hanging outside of room 502. There's a lot of different versions of that story about what had happened to her and, and how that all came to be and actually where she had been found hanging. And, um, I was a guide and there was basically a script that we followed that gave one version of the story that she had been having an affair with a married doctor. She had gotten pregnant, um, might've even contracted tuberculosis herself. Uh, the relationship with the doctor had ended. Uh, she became very distraught and she hung herself outside of room 502, which is on the fifth floor, Waverly Hills, uh, where at that time they housed patients who had tubercular meningitis mm -hmm. and patients who were children with end stage tuberculosis. And, uh, you know, that was the story that I was, I would always tell. And, you know, the story went on to say that, you know, pregnant women who went up there would have, stomach pains and have to leave and you would hear screams and lots of torment and negativity up there. And so I would give the tours, I would tell that story and folks would go on about their business. Well, that story, the more I knew about Waverly Hills and the more I delved into the history of nursing and tuberculosis and everything associated with it, the less sense that story made to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I made it my mission to find out maybe if that story might not have been true or if there was another side to that story. And so I wanted to communicate with that nurse if I could. So every chance I had, I would go up there and try to talk to her. And I never was having any success really. One night, I had a group in there for a private overnight, and I had given them their walkthrough, and I told them that same scripted story about the suicide and the abortion and uh, everything that went with that story. And I turned them loose to start their investigation. I went downstairs, uh, got out of the building so that they'd have their privacy. And a couple hours into the investigation, they came down and got me and they said they weren't having a lot of luck and asked if I could come in and help them. I said, sure. So I went up there and I uh, was just watching them at first. They were up on the fifth floor outside of room 502. They had all their equipment laid out and they were asking questions like, why did you kill your baby? Who was the doctor you were sleeping with? Yeah, oh, goodness. Did you know his wife? All these things. So, and, you know, I'm saying that, you know, I can't really be mad at them because that's the story I had told them. But yeah. at the same time, it was striking me as disrespectful. You know, yep. I, I mean, I just started thinking, what if that's not what happened? Yep. And I said, guys, do you mind if I chime in? They said, sure, go ahead. And uh, I sat down next to the elevator, which is right across from room 502. And I said, hey, my name is Ernie. 
And I'm going to spend a lot of time up here trying to get to know you. I want to know your story. I want to find out what really happened that night. I don't believe that the story I tell on these tours is what really happened to you. Um, I promise you, if you'll tell me your story, I will tell that to everyone I meet. But you got to help me. Can you just tell me your name? And within two seconds of me saying that, all of us, all men, the only people in the building, hear a tiny little female voice from right in front of room 504 that says, Sarah. And, you know, we about jumped out of our skin. Yeah. We weren't expecting that. You know, disembodied voice right there 15 feet away. Um, and... That night started what wound up being, I don't know, close to over a decade of me going up there every chance I had at least. Can I ask a question? Sure. Uh, you know, you said that, you you know, you're like, I don't think this is your story. Do you think that she had any uh, any part in giving you that impression before you even knew and before you even heard back from her? Uh, well... Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the interactions we would get up there, I mean, there's, you can go and find it still. There's, there's a, a YouTube video of another guy giving a tour up there right around the same time that, that I had this interaction with her and he starts talking. Someone's running a recorder while he's giving the tour and he starts talking about the affair, Mm -hmm. the abortion, the suicide. And you hear, repeatedly no okay no you know she's screaming and those kinds of things would come through a lot mm-hmm. and so you know that you know kind of got in my head and um so that's one of the reasons why i would question it it's like no. well maybe that's not what happened maybe that's why she's screaming no mm-hmm. but anyway um I started going up there, like I said, every chance I had and trying to have these conversations with her and I would run a recorder. I'd, you know, sometimes I'd take equipment and I would get bits and pieces of her actual story from her that, you know, I mean, it wasn't like a straight conversation, but you know, you'd get a a tidbit here and a tidbit there. And then you come back the next time and you, kind of plug in the pieces to the puzzle and you ask another question related to the last one and mm-hmm. and you just build it. And over the course of those 12, 10, 12 years, I had built a whole other story that was way different than the story that I would tell on the tours based on the EVPs that I had gotten. Well, one night, uh, June 19th of, or June 20th of 2019, I always transpose those two. June 20th of 2019, I was uh, giving a walkthrough for a group that was there for a private overnight. And I told the story that we all told on the tours. It was still the same story. And um, for some reason that night, I looked around the group and I said, "I, I don't think that's really what happened, though. If you'd like, I will tell what I think happened. Mm hmm. And they said, sure. So I told them Sarah's story as she had told it to me. 
And as I was telling it, I noticed a woman standing back there behind her two daughters, three daughters, and she's nodding her head yes and grinning to everything I'm saying. Uh, at the end of the tour, before they started their investigation, I pulled her aside. I said, I noticed when I was telling Sarah's story, you seemed to know what I was going to say before I said it. And she said, yeah. She said, uh, I've been coming here since 2009. And that's right about the time I started working at Waverly too. Mm -hmm. And ironically, I'd never met her, but she was going there once or twice a year at least uh, that whole time. And uh, she said, I'm a nurse. I'm a mother. That story's always meant a lot to me. And so I've investigated her myself and I've gotten the same responses that you were talking about when you were telling her story. And that led to the two of us talking a lot. Well, I was going through a lot of really bad times and I had lost a job with the railroad I'd come out of a relationship, bad breakup. Um, my son was living with me. Um, his mother was, she was having a hard time too. So he was living with me and I was struggling in every way, financially, emotionally, you name it. I'd gone through some health issues. A lot of things were just falling apart in my life. And I um, kept, kept reaching out to this woman that I had met through telling Sarah's story and telling her what, uh, what was going on in my life. And she was always there for me. But she had gone through a lot herself and, you know, we weren't like in any kind of relationship, but we would talk a lot. And most of it was trying to piece together Sarah's story together mm -hmm. or, you know, comparing notes, basically. And um, I got to a point where one night I had a group in there for a private overnight. They left at four in the morning. I let them out of the gate. I went back in the building to go up and lock the doors. We would lock the building up from the top down because there's fire escape access to the fifth floor. So I would lock the gate, lock the door up there so people couldn't come up the fire escape and then get in the building and come down. And I was a smoker at the time. Um, yeah, I had lost my house. Denise said it in the chat over here. I had lost my house. I was living in my car, sleeping in the parking lot at Waverly after uh, I would get off work for like three hours and then go work another job. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, things were just bad, bad, bad. And I go up to the fifth floor to lock it up and I walked out on the roof. I was a smoker at the time, lit me a cigarette, was standing there on the roof, just looking out. And thinking how bad things were. And I had decided when I finished that cigarette, I was going to flick it off the roof. And I was going to follow that cigarette down. Mm -hmm. And I finished the cigarette. I went to flick it. And I heard that same little tiny female voice, Sarah's voice, said, call Denise. That was the woman from the tour that night that, had known Sarah's story as I was telling it. So 
I stopped and I turned and I looked. I didn't see her standing anywhere, but I heard her. Mm-hmm. And so I picked picked up the phone. Remember, it's it's after four in the morning my time, three in the morning her time. She was living in uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee at the time. And I called her and she answered on the first ring. And uh, I didn't tell her I was going through anything bad. I just said, what are you doing? And <laughs> we just started talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I all those thoughts left my head. I was at peace. Um, and I kept getting these little messages. I think, you know, and this is a whole different aspect of things i think once you develop these relationships with these spirits you uh you get to a point where they can give you messages and and it it might sound crazy to some people but this is real yeah and it really happened i mean they they can they can mind speak i guess i don't know or you just you can hear them whether you are trying to or not and you know she would always say uh you know Denise will help you. She will help you. And she, she was right. Denise continued to help me from, you know, two hours away or three hours away in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Um, she helped me in every way. And, you know, those of you who know me know that Denise and I are now happily married and crazy about each other. And it's all because of Sarah. Um, and that is something that I cannot deny because I lived it. Yeah, like Denise said over in the chat, she kept getting tickets to Waverly just that would fall into her lap. Hmm. And for those of you who have tried to get into Waverly Hills for an investigation, you know how hard it is. They typically sell out in the first week um, of of taking bookings for the year, they sell out for the year. And she just kept, kept people kept calling her saying, Hey, we're going to Waverly. Uh, we've got an extra spot. Do you want to go? And she'd pop up, you know, like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And she would come up, like she says over in the chat, she'd get a hotel room. And so I could have a shower and a, and a real bed for a few days instead of sleeping in my car. And, you know, it'd be totally platonic she'd either have her own room or her own bed. Usually we had, you know, like a double, double room where she had a bed. I had a bed and we'd lay there in bed and talk to each other all night. (laughs) But you know, we weren't a couple, but uh, eventually we realized that we were and now we're married. And, and like I say, it's all Sarah's fault. So, Uh, uh, and I I need to go to break here in a second, but I want to ask you this. Do you think uh, spirits have the ability to see, other outcomes to scenarios that don't happen. And that's, you know, one of the things that she, that she saw with uh, you up on the roof that night. I I think so. I think, I think that, you know, Denise will tell you if she were on here, she would tell you that she was not, not too different than me, her mental state and everything at the time. And that Sarah kept pushing her toward me. Um, it's like she orchestrated it all and, uh, she knew that we needed each other and she put us together. Do you consider, uh, Sarah like a guardian angel or do you think that that's too formal of what's, I, 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 that is 
appropriate yeah. um, because of what she did for us. Uh, I mean, I, I think of her as an angel. Yeah, but she was she was just a kid. You know, she was just a young lady that was uh, brutally raped and murdered, and um, you know, she wasn't, you know, a god. No, a, you know, <laughs> one of God's angels in that sense. But she's an angel, Absolutely. and she did great work. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take our second break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about all of this uh, as well as a couple other things that I want to kind of touch on. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And join me tomorrow on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. We're going to do a replay of an episode tomorrow night. Uh, you might wonder why I'm never on here on Thursdays uh, doing a live show, and that's because you can join me along with uh, Miriam and my friend Ryan on a uh, Facebook show called Myth or Mystery. Uh, you can find that on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken on Facebook. That's tomorrow night at 9 p.m. It's a very fun game show, and I guarantee you're going to go there. You're going to see some footage of some paranormal Possibly paranormal, possibly not paranormal, but uh, you take part in the polling to decide what everyone thinks. That's tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, of course, you can watch Ghost Box Radio right after that. Uh, we are talking with Ernie Pack. We are talking – Ernie is uh, – doing a lot over at Fort Duffield and we want to talk about, you know, we talk about doing good in it in attract spirits and whatnot to come through, but uh, there's, there is one of our own that needs some help and you are all uh, putting on uh, an event to aid that. Can you talk about that, please? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to, because uh, Tim Comer, T-Dog, as most folks know him, has been one of the greatest supporters of everybody else in the field for many years that you'll ever find. He's, uh, he's always out there promoting one another, other folks in the field. He's always visiting locations and promoting locations and he's always got a positive message. Um, and T-Dog has run into some hard times with, uh, some, his mother-in-law's had some really bad health issues. She's been in the hospital, in and out of the hospital for the past several months now. Mm-hmm. She's been a big supporter of Denise and myself. Uh, when we used to do a regular podcast, you could always count on Sue to be watching or listening. Uh, Sue's blind, but she'd always be listening and uh, she'd always be chiming in when she could. And we've called her, made personal phone calls to her many times and, and talked to her uh, and she, she gives me just as much grief as Denise does. That's um, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Which to be, is a to lot. be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably too much, but no, uh, no it's not. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> she's had some really bad health issues. She's, she's not uh, in real good shape with uh, her insurance or anything like that. And so they're struggling to take care of, uh, take care of Sue. Yeah. Um, and T-Dog's furnace has gone out. T-Dog doesn't live as far north as you do up there in, you know, the southern tip of Canada. Yep. But uh, he's in, he's he's north of Indianapolis, around the north side of Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And it's really cold right now. Yep. And not to have a furnace is not a good thing in this kind of weather. And the replacement cost for a furnace for his house is 
been quoted right around thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So uh, Christy Ayers has started to go fund me for him, mm-hmm. and that's getting a lot of donations. Denise and I decided we wanted to reach out and try to do something, so we've put together an event at the Old Stone Jail in Franklin, Kentucky, which is where we got engaged and married, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're going to have Todd and Leanne Eskew there yep. uh, from the Black Wolf Paranormal. We're going to have Eric Freeman Sims from the Unseen Paranormal podcast there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to get some other special guests to come in, maybe some para celebs. You know, I mean, we're not we're not celebs. We're just folks who try to put on events every now and then. Uh, thank you, Brad. Uh, Brad Webb of Crack Skull Paranormal has donated, I believe it's eight mini rim pods and uh, four yes, no boxes. Isn't that what it is, Brad? Or is it mm. four or two? I can't remember exactly what it was. But uh, anyway, it's it's he's donated a lot of equipment yep. that we're going to be raffling off. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, donations of a night at Ashmore Estates, mm-hmm. a night at Octagon Hall, um, a night at Fort Duffield. Denise and I are donating a night at Fort Duffield. We're do- also donating a night here at our house. Um, like I say, it is the most haunted house in Kentucky. You can Google it. The I've, real good old house in. I've stayed there. <laughs> yes, you have. So we broke uh, George Washington's furniture there. So let's yeah. let's talk about the event because I want to make sure people have a chance to go check it out. Yeah, it's going to be at, uh, at the Old Stone Jail in Franklin, Kentucky on February 3rd. Uh, yeah, see, uh, if you see over there in the chat, Brad Webb's got a lot of stuff, but we've got a lot of items that we're going to be raffling off, auctioning off, things like that. Uh, we're going to have more information on that online here real soon, but you can get the tickets. The tickets are $50 a person. That's going to include, uh, food, drinks, um, meet and greet, hang out with all of us, which is which is worth the price but, of admission. But still anyway. go, still consider buying tickets, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and then an investigation at the Old Stone Jail, and uh, Billy's given us both the jail, the the jailer's house, and the uh, Simpson County Historical Society Museum, which is a two-story building that's very active also. Mm-hmm. So we got access to all of that, and it's going to be a good time. And for a good cause, all the proceeds are going to T-Dog directly. Nice. Um, we're not taking any profit whatsoever. And I am not going to wear a thong and do the dunking booth like Denise says in the chat. But, uh... <laughs> well, you know, if you, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to address that. So no, no. Uh, can, can people find like both uh, how to do the event how to get get involved the event as well as uh, the GoFundMe that Christy sent set up. Can they find that at the Fort Duffield Facebook page? You can find it on the Fort Duffield page or on Pac-Man Paranormal page page or group. Uh, the Fort Duffield is a group. We have a page and a group for Pac-Man Paranormal. P A C K M A N. And uh, we always share all that information for both things the gofundme and the event are on both pages and if you have any questions just reach out to me ernie pack like it is on the screen right there e-r-n-i-e-p-a-c-k on facebook and i'll be happy to 
get you hooked up. If you'd like to donate anything for the raffle or the auction, just hit me up and we'd, we'd be happy to take your donations. Um, that's fantastic like say, for a good cause. It is. It is. And people, people need help. You know, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, we're broadcasting to a wide audience in the twin cities. Uh, please, uh, go to, uh, the, uh, uh, haunting of Fort Duffield on Facebook, uh, to not only see about this beautiful location, but to see what we're talking about with Tim, uh, Tim Coomer and, uh, be able to, uh, you know, just if anyone can help, um, you know, I, I mean, imagine right now even just thinking about what it's like here and not having, you know, heat. I mean, it, if it's like 20, 30, 40 degrees, it's still you need you need something. So definitely uh, consider it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, now, I, I just as we wrap up the show here, we have about uh, five minutes left or so. I do want to play uh, something here. Uh, that uh, and I, I I'm playing it kind of blind because it's it's in my stack of stuff, and I believe and I this might not even play because uh, streaming art's kind of difficult with stuff like this. We'll see. Um, I believe this is Sarah actually from one of my spirit box sessions, uh, saying her own name. It may not come through only because it's so short, but uh, let's let's see if I can get it to play. Okay. Nope, that's not the right sound there. Yeah. You know what that is, yeah. yeah that's her. Yeah. And I'm going to play it one more time because it goes very quick. You're going to hear a voice, and it's just a woman saying, Sarah. And this is from one of my uh, spirit box sessions that we're talking about back when Ernie and Denise would also be in the audience. Uh, so let's let's play it one more time for people. Did you hear that, Adam? Yeah, I heard that loud and clear. Yeah, and that's not that's not the only time that uh, she's come in uh, during uh, our sessions, and uh, she she very much likes to let us know that she's there yeah. when when we when we're doing them. When Denise and Ernie come on, I don't really think that she's come on without you two being on. I I don't know. She has shown up. We have done you know hosted events at other locations outside of Waverly where we're trying to showcase that location and the spirits that are there. And Sarah dominates the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, Sarah, we're trying to showcase, you talk to the people that are here. Thanks for following us. <laughs> Appreciate it. But let somebody else talk. No, but she's, she's a, she's a sweetheart and she's, she likes to talk. She likes us. She hangs on, hangs on to us. It's, it's great that she is very vocal. Um, and, and she sounds very kind. Uh, she yeah. must, she must see something in you, Ernie, that, uh, well, I don't know how to end that <laughs> sentence, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's great. Uh, funny. T- I mean, she has cut jokes. I mean, we've caught jokes out of her that where she pokes fun at me or just pokes fun at us. Uh, it's, uh, we don't have time to go into it, but I mean, she has, she is, she knows us. And, yeah. It's it's great. And, and you know, it opens up a lot of questions that, like you said, we don't really have time for, but maybe we can talk about it another time. Uh, but, I mean, the it's – it's oh, this is why I wanted uh, – and I first of all, thank you for sharing such a wonderful personal story like this. But this is why I wanted to do it because, uh, you know, there, it's so wonderful that we can, we can really put some positive attributes 
to, you know, and friendship to spirit communication. Absolutely. It's, it's more than just, you know, getting the evidence. For, so you get likes and shares and all of that stuff. It's, it's about developing a relationship with these people because that's what they are. They're people. And, and uh, and telling their stories. You know, do you think, uh, and we have, oh shoot, we have about a minute. And I know that a minute for you is about five. Uh, but uh, <laughs> do you think that, um, do you think you knew her in a past life? Uh, I, I think it's very possible. I, I really do. Uh, you know, Den- Denise has actually, you know, thought about, was I maybe Sarah? You know, was was Denise, maybe Sarah. It's interesting, uh, isn't it? In yeah. another life. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we, I don't know. I mean, those things always intrigue me. That You know, the more I learn, the more I experience in the paranormal, the more questions I have. And that's, uh, that's probably how it's always going to be. I'm going to start printing up T-shirts that says Adam was Sarah. That's, <laughs> Adam was Sarah the whole time. So. Hey, Aaron, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> all right, man. Uh, I've been telling your story all I can. I didn't have time to tell the whole story tonight. I'm sorry. In all Adam. honesty, though, that was the same story being told on all the paranormal shows. And I will be a thousand percent honest. I thought it was Bupkis then, too. What would, yeah. what do you tell? Oh, you mean With about Sarah's Sarah. story? Yeah. Well, it's like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, all of them. It was the exact same story told by the Mattingly family. And I thought it was Bupkis. Well, and I mean that's that's a well, well. We'll have to do that for a different show sometime where it is all about how, like Ernie and other people, they're they're what they've been trying to do is is get the truth out there, not just for Sarah, but just with the locations and stuff as well. Uh, we got to wrap it up, Ernie. Once again, Ernie, thank you for sharing such a wonderful story with us, folks. Please go to a haunting at Fort Duffield on Facebook. See what's going on there. And if you can contribute to Tim, we would all very much appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ernie. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. And we'll be back Friday with Casual Friday. Everyone take care. Good night.